It's time to get away. And to help get you there, it's Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Here's the host of Travel Bags, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. Hi, Doc Bill. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. It's Spring is finally here. Well, spring is here, and uh, the flowers are blooming. We have a little bit of that pollen going on, so a few sneezes here and there. But, hey, I'll take that over the cold weather. Yeah, I tell you, when spring comes, there's no better time to be on the water, whether you're on a cruise or taking a boat over to Sapelo Island. It's... A good time to be on the water and enjoying what's going on. Well, hey, I love Sapelo Island anytime. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. Sapelo Island is great for me, so I'm with you on that one. But speaking of travel, I know you know how much I've been on the road the last couple of weeks. I have been here, there, and everywhere. I mean, I've been to Sweden, Norway, to Mexico, up to Washington, D.C. I mean, I have been zigzagging all over the map. True, 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 but you've seen some really great places. I have seen some really great places, and I have to tell you that when I was in Norway, that scenery on the Hertogruten cruise was phenomenal. I mean, it was just amazing to be out in the open, uh, brisk air, because it was pretty cold there, much colder than what we've been complaining about here in Georgia, but it was so refreshing and so relaxing just to be there and dock in all those wonderful little fishing villages. I mean, it was just really a phenomenal trip. It was great. Well, the scenery up there is incredible. You know, you get to the top of the world in places like that. You get to see a part of the world that most people don't get to see. And that's, and that, and, you know, that, that, that's a blessing. Well, you know, I can also uh, wear my kind of badge of honor saying that I have been to uh, the Northern Cape up there, too. I mean, I went into that, you know, whole area of the Arctic Circle. So I was, I was up there. Yeah. <laughs> I really was. So you're gonna uh, will you give me a pat on the back for that? Definitely, definitely for that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I cannot talk about the Hertzgruden cruise, you know, by myself. I have to bring someone in who really knows this product really, really well because I want the listeners to really find out about it. It's not really very well known, I don't think, in this area. So this is our great opportunity to introduce our listeners to what I think would be a really, really good choice in vacations for them. So in order to do that, I want to bring on board here and have them join us, Rolf Logan, who is the sales director in the Eastern Region for Hertogruten Cruises. Now, he is serving right now as the Eastern Director, but he has over 25 years of travel industry experience. So not only with uh, Hertogruten, but he's really been around in this travel industry for a while. So let's get him on board here so we can start talking about the Hertogruten. I can't wait. Rolf, are you there? I'm here. Hi, Rolf. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Anita and Doc. I appreciate it very much. Well, we're glad to have you here because, as you can hear me just going on and on and on, I've been to quite a few places over the last couple of weeks, but certainly my voyage on the Hertogruten was great. So why don't you tell us a little bit of the history of the Hertogruten, how it got started, and just, you know, what it's all about. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, we started about 120 years ago. Actually, 2013 was our 120th anniversary. So we started in, in 1893, and uh, really, the, the concept was started because um, there was uh, the coastline of Norway is over 1,200 miles long, um, and it's uh, dotted with communities along the way. So the Norwegian government was seeking a way to connect the communities north and south. And as you mentioned, half of the country is above the Arctic Circle, half below the Arctic Circle. So 
uh, quite the diversity in in the community. So uh, the government reached out to a captain. His name was Richard Wyth, and uh, he started with the Vesterolin and started connecting the communities by a route that he started between uh, Trondheim and Tromsø, uh, two cities over there in Norway. And he called the route uh, Fast Route or Hurtigruten, which literally translates from Norwegian to English as fast route. <laughs> um, and uh, to this day, we have 11 ships sailing along the same route, connecting the communities, small towns, large cities, uh, and everything in between along the coast of Norway. So then, uh, since you all do this connecting of the villages uh, along that route there, Hurtigruten is really not your typical cruise. So how do you get started having tourists on board? And are you a cruise, a ferry, a voyage? Can you explain a little bit about what makes you special? Sure, sure. Well, you know, what really makes us special, I think, is a, is a, a designation that the National Geographic Society uh, gave us, uh, which was the leader, and they said, in the cruise industry uh, for sustainable travel. And, and this kind of speaks to... Um, the service that we provide the local communities along the, the Norwegian coast. Um, we bring them local transport opportunities so they can go from port to port locally, as well as Americans if they wish to. They can also go uh, port to port. Um, but much more meaningful uh, than that. Uh, today in the 21st century, we also bring tourists. As a matter of fact, we probably bring more tourists than we do local along this route because of the, the breathtaking uh, landscape along the way. Um, but if you think about our service to the communities, uh, Norway got their first bananas by way of Hurtigruten. Really? That's what we mean to the communities. <laughs> you know, a uh, first bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we bring freight, we bring mail, we bring cargo, and we provide local transportation to these communities. And we're also... Uh, we hire locals from the communities on board the ships. So there's a big difference. Um, there is an aspect of local transportation like a ferry, but to say the word ferry would be really understating uh, the type of hardware that we built, the type of ships that we provide along this route. Probably more like uh, an, a modern-day cruise ship is, is more the connotation. Uh, but we're not a cruise. We're not a ferry. We really refer to ourselves as a as a voyage, um, and unlike the cruise industry, uh, the crew on board they're all locals, you mm-hmm. know, so they're all Norwegians, and uh, we're a model, as I mentioned, for for sustainable travel. We actually, unlike the cruise lines, we we invest a lot of money in the ports that we visit. We make them a better place, and we help sustain these communities, and vice versa. These communities help also sustain Hurtigruten by bringing us commerce you know, and um, using us in that way. Absolutely. And that was very clear as I was uh, cruising along uh, with you. Now, I'm speaking with Rolf Logan, who's the sales director for the Eastern Region with Hurtigruten. I do want to ask you this one question, though, because I would think during the winter months, that really this service that you all provide for the communities must become even more important because of the dependency, you know, for you guys bringing along the waterways as opposed to the roads that may be snowed over or closed or that kind of thing. How different is it during the winter months? 
Yeah, it, it is. And even summer, winter, regardless of the season, um, the landscape is so dramatic and mountainous that um, driving by car uh, can be long and arduous. Um, so uh, to travel by ship is, is advantageous um, for a couple of different reasons. Number one, uh, the, the Norwegians by heritage are from Vikings, so they're seafaring people. They settled along the coast. That's true. Another reason for that is because the water is warm by the Gulf Stream, so there's no ice in the waterways that we travel. Um, so the temperatures are warmer on the coast, and that's why the communities were settled there, with the harbor being really the center of town. So the advantage to North Americans that might travel there uh, for tourism reasons is that once you tie up to the harbor, you these are all small ships, so they're, they're all considered in the industry small ships, 600 passengers or less. Uh, there's no lines. It's easy on and off. And, and the minute you step off the vessel into a village, a town, a city, you're at the harbor. You're in the center of town. Um, so winter transportation, of course, uh, is very easy uh, because there's no ice in the water. And uh, we run the schedule like clockwork. So it definitely serves the community in a better way during the winter. It really does. Now, when we come back, Ralph, I want to ask you about all those stops because they were great. You're listening to Travel Bags with Anita and Friends on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 and FM 102.9, WDUN. Back in a minute.